All right, Austin fans, welcome back. It is episode 12 of season three of the Austin Rugby Podcast. I'm Dustin Zare and back once again with us on the podcast, Mr. Bradley Yandel. Bradley, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Go well. I've got to go both these matches and I've just been loving it. <laughs> I tell you what, um, for those who, if you haven't been watching the matches, the, at least we can say it's been exciting. Right. Like th these matches that we've been playing, like it, it, it's been entertaining. Um, and if you've been out to the field and been out to Bold Stadium, you've been entertained out there too. fireworks. And uh, man, what else do we have? We had Paul Oakenfold. Paul Oakenfold yeah. God, man, I tell you what, I, I'll say this uh, and then we can start getting into it. Um, the entertainment value for what Austin's doing. I challenge anybody else in the league to do something better right now. Um, it's it's the best possible product that they can put forth without winning um, Two <laughs> seven point margin victories, exciting games that went down to the very last play of the game. Literally it's the best possible product on the field you can produce without marking a W. So yeah, exactly. It done uh, well. Yeah. So but obviously, you know, we want to, we want to talk about last week's game against San Diego. Um, unfortunately, for the, like you said, back to back weeks, we come out three points shy uh, what was it? last week was two points. This week is three points. We do get the bonus point. Um, a uh, 14, 11 San Diego at the end. Uh, there's a lot of things we got to talk about here. Um, statistical wise, we dominated possession, uh, 53% of the ball. We had 19 minutes attacking 61% of territory. Like these are some stats that are just like, and, and we, and we're coming away with 11 points. <laughs> And I was looking at it, 63% of that ball was quick ball. Yeah. So more than half the time, they're playing quickly. They're playing off the base of the ruck very fast. And that's essential to score points and get the ball out to, you know, Mooneyham, which I know you're going to go into in a little bit. But yeah, yeah. to do those things, you need quick ball. And we seem to have it. And we have the, a bunch of the ball. We attack for 19 minutes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, like, we're doing all the things right. I think one of the big problems, if you're, if you're watching the matches, you understand. I don't know. And we talked about it last week with Alex and I talked about it. We, when, we, when you have the ball and you have advantage, we tend to, we tend to be kicking the ball. Like, you know, the, the, the quintessential, I've got advantage. I want to do a cross field kick to the guy on the wing. I don't mind mm -hmm. if your wing is like six, four and can jump through the roof, but we mm -hmm. did it like two or three times and we're kicking to like, and Mo was out there like Mo Abdomen, great guy, five eleven, not going to out jump a lot of people. <laughs> like, sorry, He's Mo. A tackler. If, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I love you, man. Then, and, and, and you're great yeah. and keep tackling and, and stealing those balls and, and playing full minutes. But uh, when you're not, <laughs> when you're out on the wing, don't, don't kick Mo the ball. Like I just keep playing advantage. Hope to get that penalty that we've got, you know, a little closer to the posts, right? And why are we not taking a free three points that are sitting right in front of the post uh, to tie that game? Uh, I yeah. mean, there's lots the, of, there's the, lots of times, right? The self-management on the field too becomes crucial because you take those three points, you keep that momentum. Now you're making both teams play their ass off. Yeah. Now you're making both teams put all that effort forth to not make a mistake. Yeah, I can say, you know, obviously we, you know, going into the, the week before, you know, the first game of the season with, with Utah and we talked about the fact that they didn't take points when they had the opportunity and right off the bat, you know, first what's minute six, I think of the match. Um, obviously we get a penalty pretty, you know, pretty much right in front of the sticks and, and Bryce, you know, decided he said, Hey, let's, let's kick for post. Like, great. Uh, and I thought, Oh my gosh, 
We've got, you know, Mac Mason, who's an incredible goal kicker, you know, just going to be sliding home kicks all day. And that'd be great because what it does is when you've got points and you're, you're constantly rolling the points over on the board, you're putting the other team on the back foot to begin with. And that's something that Austin, honestly, in, in seasons past and years past has never done. Like we're always the one on the back foot. And when we, they came out this match on the front foot and putting points on the board in under 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, like that's, I'm, I'm loving that, man. Like let's, let's keep putting it on there. Then obviously, you know, the first half, oh man, that was offensive wise. I don't think that there was a string of plays for either side. That was more than five phases. I, I don't know your, 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 your thoughts on kind of first half performance, because obviously all the action was in the second half um, minus the unfortunate, you know, action, but. <laughs> right. Uh, that like one of two line breaks they had, but yeah, I mean, um, as, I mean, as far I mean, as the first line, half, we had three goes, line breaks the entire game. And that's, it's not a lot. Right. A lot. <laughs> they only had two, but one of them won the game for them. Yeah. And it went 95 meters. But, yeah. But right. that's right. Second half, second half. Second half. So, <laughs> First half, um, it was a bit cagey. You had guys going back and forth, and I think both the teams were feeling each other out. Um, getting the ball through hands was a bit, you know, it's, sketchy. And it's then been an issue the, this this season. Like, just getting the we're still just not quite there. Like you and I talked about it talking the preseason matches, and we're just like so close, like steps away from having the right yeah. pass in the right space, man. It's like pre- every week I'm it's, saying the same thing. <laughs> what they had was loads of space and you had Fords still coming off the side of the ruck and you had, you had three guys standing by themselves with one defender with 30 meters to run. They're yeah. pretty quick and professional athletes. Now, if somebody comes up and makes a one-on-one tackle like that, it can be done. Yeah. Good work. An but, but, yeah. Right. Let's try, let's try them. Let's, let's give them a go. So, at a point, those forwards got to relinquish the pill and let the backs do what they're there and get paid to do with the yeah. ball that they do. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, obviously we we're talking about the team injuries have been a big thing for us so far this season. It, it's not just us. It's around the league. Like there's injuries mm-hmm. everywhere. People are hurt all over the place. Uh, I, I mean, from what I hear, from what I hear from other teams and other, other fan groups, uh, apparently we're not doing too bad over here in Austin uh, with other teams are like, yeah. we don't even know who's going to play this week because we don't have enough players because everybody's injured. So, oh, wow. um, but you know, but, but for us, I think there's still, I mean, obviously Mason Coke, you know, uh, fresh out of Dartmouth, basically, you know, it's his second game and he gets a full start 80 minutes, like good on the kid. Like he, he played, he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought he played pretty well. They, he got the Ascension player of the match, which was good for him. But, you know, I think those guys were, were still trying to link up and play the right type of game that we need to play in, in order to win. Um, you know, I, and, and that's, you know, first half wasn't that exciting going in the second half. We, we started off strong again. Um, you know, really, we uh, were attacking well. And then in the 42nd minute, obviously, Bryce gets injured. And man, I don't, um, you were at the field. Uh, I was watching from home, obviously, still, still mm-hmm. uh, keeping locked down with, with misses. But um, we, uh, we were watching and um, luckily enough, you could see Bryce moving a little bit. But for those I talked to mm-hmm. in, uh, in the stadium, you guys couldn't actually see. So I don't know if there was a different level of concern there i mean obviously the concern was there to begin with but it's uh, obviously right yeah it's good good to hear that he he is doing well but you know that, that kind of and it shakes you up when your co- when your captain goes down like that 
Absolutely. And uh, luckily, I, I'm sitting close to actually Sam's wife in the stands. Mm-hmm. And um, all the kids are right next to us now by Amy and, you know, those folks yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, but they're on their feet and they've got a pretty good set of eyes on her because she was able to go, oh, he just moved his head and he was moving his arms. So she did a little play by play for us on uh, what she could see. <laughs> with Bryce, some, but good vision there. <laughs> she did. It was all the way across the field. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> I need real glasses. Yeah, yeah I'm going to put those back on, look again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. It, I'm almost know. 40. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then obviously, you know, we have in the second half, there was, um, you know, solid, solid play from us. Like we, we had to try by, by, by WAPA um, to take it up to, um, uh, what is it? Oh, I just had brain fart, eight, nothing. And, you know, mm-hmm. just played really well. And I, I thought we controlled the game. Yeah, we really controlled the game well, right? Like we had, um, you know, we dominated in the scrums. Like I, I know uh, one of your former teammates was playing uh, against Wapa on there, and Mr. Bauman, the, uh, the, Mr. Bauman. The, the the mullet man. Um, the mayor, the mayor of Burville, the mayor of Burville. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot his nickname. That's really funny. Um, yeah, as, as we know, Chris Bond, for, former, former Austin black. Uh, oh, his, his, uh, he, he's still Austin black. He's, he's never going to not yeah, be an Austin black. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of like the Marine thing. Once a Marine, always, always a Marine, yeah. once a black. Always a black. <laughs> and once you live at Burfield, then, uh, then you're, you're ours forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously it was, um, it's good to see him play. Obviously, on the other side, you had, you know, for kind of going at it, you had Chris Bonner, who's Austin Black, and then you had um, uh, Travis Larson, who played for us two seasons ago, and you had Ben Mitchell, who was our former captain, yep. and you had Pete Malcolm and Chris Shade. I'm like, there's so many ex-Austin elite players on that team. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's a nice big <laughs> reunion. But, you know, getting into the scrum and lineouts, you know, we didn't, our lineouts weren't spectacular right we had an opportunity we had opportunities multiple times this goes back even to the first half where we're inside the 22 we're attacking and we're just you know it, it's a knock-on and it, man i can tell how many knock-ons did we have um i need to go back and look at my statistics here uh it i felt, usually skip that stat line skip but. that stat line because it seems like we had a lot of them um <laughs> i don't even know if i have that on here uh, um but yeah again inside the 22 we're uh, we're attacking, we're attacking, we're attacking, but we're coming away with nothing. You know, as far right. you know, from your your perspective and what you're thinking about, it, is is it right to be kicking to go to lineouts all the time, or do we just go tap and go right for a little while and see how that rolls over? Um, at at a certain point, um, you got to run the penalty play. If you're five meters out, you have the old play with a scrum half puts a ball on the mark. Yeah. You put a pod here and a pod here. You set up a back line and you just tapped it through the mark and you play rugby from there. Yeah. We don't need to have a line out from five meters out. Like that's why yeah. you want to risk throwing the ball in the air or it not being straight or a good jumper, getting his hand in and mess. Just tap it through the mark and go play rugby. Yeah. I don't know why we need to go to a set piece. Yeah. And, and, and again, we, we, we won 80% of our own line outs. Um, we lost, we, you know, we, we, they stole it from us twice in two good locations. And then of course we had a couple errant throws. So that's, again, you just kind of keep going, okay, what are we doing? And nothing against Mason. Cause again, he's, he's a young kid coming and playing the first full 80 minutes of, of his career in professional rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I said played well, but I think it's just one of those things where you just got to go, okay, how, what, what do we got to do? 
Yeah. And then, you know, talking about the scrum, we can talk about probably one of my least favorite things in the world right now. And it's the new scrum law. Scrums? No, uh, I, love, scrums I, I, I love scrum, but the new scrum <laughs> law where two, you only get two, two resets and then, uh, and it's no. a penalty. We honestly, um, that cost us, I think a penalty try in the first, the first half. Uh, we, we, we had two back to back and you obviously you, you were at the match. So you couldn't hear the ref on, on television, but if you go back and watch it, he literally said that the scrum is not available to us anymore because it's been two resets. It's one of the new MLR rules to speed up the yeah. game a little bit and to go a little bit, you know, to uh, reduce the m- number of scrums. But at that time, when you are dominating a scrum, like we were in that first half and driving the opponent back and back and back and it's penalty first, and then it's another penalty. And you're saying, okay, by the third time you're going to do this, there's going to be a yellow card somewhere or a penalty try. Right. And, you know, if you're five, we're five meters out. And so I think at that point, I was just kind of saying that this law is ridiculous. I wasn't the only one, but you know, I, I don't like a, that. You're a forward, you so you, you understand. I'm, right. I'm a for, I, well, if, I was a forward. <laughs> if, if, if we want to take our penalty and we are owning the scrum and we know that's a weapon, yeah. then you're taking one of our weapons away from us yeah. because you want to speed up the game. That's fine. If you, if they would like to speed up the game, how about you stay on your feet? Let's get the scrum done properly. And then we can play rugby. Yeah. Right. But if, <laughs> if you can't do it and you can't perform there, then I am going to exploit that weakness. Yeah. So I think referees need to have that. It can't just be two and done. But if it's, it's a weapon and it's the, penalties uh, are happening, you got to keep letting them do it. And I think this is, this is one of the new four rules that MLR has instituted for this season as a trial. And I think, you know, there's been an uproar on social media. It wasn't just our match. It were other matches that the penalty, the scrum rule was just kind of like, well, why? Like, why is this happening? I, again, they want that faster paced game. They want it to be, you know, not so much, you know, resetting scrums and whatnot. Like, that's fine. I understand that. But when it comes down to it, it really penalizes a strong scrummaging team. But it benefits a team that says well, maybe we're not that great in the scrum or we don't need to focus right. on it so much because we're only going to have two and then we can just work on our line out and they'll kick it and we'll just try to go steal a line out. And so that's kind of, right. you know, that's that opportunity where he's saying, well, okay, well, I guess, you know, uh, it, it benefits the weaker scrum now. Right. And as rugby players, we build that tool belt and then yeah. now you've just taken one of my tools away. Well, especially when you've got a strong scrum, like, like we are like, you know, in the match, you had Wapa and Patty Ryan who were, I mean, they, they played really well. I mean, you know, we'll mm-hmm. get to it. Like Wapa was obviously he, he was one of the players of the week for MLR last week, uh, along with Connor Mooneyham. Um, but I think that that's, that's just one of those, you know, I don't know. it's me, me getting on my soapbox about this stupid scrum law. And I just, cause I've got, I've got a platform <laughs> because I can record a podcast. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you can record a podcast and tell me if you like it or not, but I don't, whatever. <laughs> Heard that. So, uh, you know, it, you know, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get off. Well, one of the now. things, and I'll, I'll I'll kind of switch gears with you. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, uh, Legion and the AGs both had 85 percent tackle rates, which is ideal. Yeah. When you're when you're setting it, you want 85 percent and above. Yep. But the one thing that stuck out to me is that we only had two tackle assists. Yeah. We're making one-up tackles every time. So we're making 167 tackles. All of them are by themselves. And that's no way to conserve energy, play smart, attacking defense. I mean, it should be a one-up tackle every time. If I can get my arms around you, I should have a friend coming with you to go either make sure you don't offload or make sure you can't get the ball away or tie it up or do whatever needs to happen. And it gives you the opportunity. If if, if you're, you know, there's 
both pros and like if we're making one off tackles, that means you're keeping it for other for your partner next to you, your your right and your left to be able to make other tackles on those one on ones. But also if you know, that's a good thing. But at the same time, if you're doing a, you know, if you've got a tackle assists and you're there, one of those guys can try to poach the ball. Um, we didn't have that many takeaways. So I think we only had one. No, we had, they had 17 three. turnovers. They no, turned they, their ball over 17 times. I don't know really? if we took it or not, I, but I they know. had 17 turnovers. Okay. I missed, I missed that one. See, that's, that's why two people do this because we're not professionals exactly. right now. And we haven't had time. For exactly. Like, you know, I, I've got a job. Seven pages of stats. <laughs> oh, there's more than that. <laughs> it's I, impressive. You, you it just really have is. the short version of it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know if, if you can think about what are your, well, we did this with Alex last week. I'll do this. It's like, what are your top three things that you would take your top net or your, your bottom three things that you'll take away? Like what are the worst three things, your three ups or three downs? Like what are three negatives that you took out of the match? And we'll go three positives here in a minute. Start with the bad first, always end in the good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess my, no, I, this is kind of a, maybe a cop out a little bit, but the fact that it's been a losing effort, um, to lose two games by a f- combined five points, five points. It's, it's tough, <laughs> it's, it right? Hurts. It, hurts. Um, it does. So essentially we are playing the type of winning rugby we need to play. It's just finishing right and closing the deal. Um, so I guess game management would be my other negative, maybe yeah. kicking those three points, letting the scoreboard roll over when you need it to roll over, uh, game momentum. And gain confidence with your players. Yeah. Even if you're kicking three and you get the ball right back, and then let's go, all right, let's go do it again. Yeah. Um, and then the, the third one would be um, the lack of width, really. Um, yeah. We're talking about, you know, having Connor out there on the wings. Uh, Waters, when he has a chance to get out there, he's electric and has been very good under the high ball this year. We got to get those guys the ball. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you on that one. That was... That was one of mine. Like I felt when, when, you know, uh, I think Cole, Cole Davis had a better for a better game this week than he did the first week. Like he played well. Like I felt like he was, he was more active. He was more involved. He got the ball. I felt though, when, when Rod got that, when Roderick got the ball, he was explosive. He, I mean, he trucked people like, and that's, mm-hmm. I, I made this, I made this analogy last week uh, to Alex who was younger, probably never watched him play, but Roderick is like the, right. is like Walter Payton. Like if you ever watched Walter Payton run the, run the football, he would be on the sideline yeah. and he cut in to hit people. And I say it again, again, I'm right. repeating myself from last week, but man, just, just runs people over. So that's kind of exciting. He, he's looking for contact. He's, he's, he's not afraid of contact. He's looking for it. And uh, if you think he's going to try to sidestep you, uh, he's probably not. He's yeah. probably just going to get you center masked and then just run straight through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, from my standpoint, you know, the whole thing, my, my downfalls are, yeah, again, losing by so many points again, not taking points when we need to take points. Um, you know, I, I feel, I, I just, I think it's getting closer to getting the link up that we need to the wing. Like we need to get the ball. I guess said, get the ball out to the guys who are explosive. Connor Mooneyham, um, who's coming up on the podcast here very shortly in, in our interview this week. Um, oh, very nice. I know, right? How fortuitous. I like I can plan that. Um, <laughs> but he's got like 168 meters on 12, 12 or 13 runs so far this year. It's something like 13 or 18 meters a run. Like that is like mm-hmm. 10 line breaks, 
you know, six offloads or like something like that. Again, I'm pulling it because I don't, I'm not looking at it, just pulling it. So we need to do that more often. Yeah. I mean, that's not overwork the man. That's that's not, that's (laughs) not, you know, (laughs) strap him down with carrying the whole team, but you know, let's, let's get him some more touches. He's only touched the ball 14 times in two games. Then we should try to get the ball out to the five meter channel a little bit more. Exactly. And I think that, and and Mo, we love you. You're a tackling machine. You made 20 tackles, but if you don't stop hanging out in the five meter channel, like you're a wing, (laughs) we're going to get upset with you and I'm going to start yelling at you from the sideline get your butt back in there get your breath get your get your (laughs) if you're blowing it out your back end a little bit it's all good man but stop hanging out there on the wing like you're Connor or one of these quick guys you're a forward and you have a scrum cap on go play rugby I know there's my soapbox there you go go. (laughs) Mo Mo and Dom and 20 29 and 19 tackles made like there is incredible the work rate is phenomenal and I can see it if you want to get a breather too. Oh, he yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, so I mean Dominic Bailey had a great game. And like I said, we're we're down quite a few people because of if injuries, but the guys who were this will say something for the depth of teams, right? Like that's one of my mm. positives. Like, yes, we have not played well, but we also are not not we haven't played well in certain aspects of the game, but we played well overall. You can see the improvement from week one to week two for sure hands down. Like I thought we played extremely well this past week. We just didn't take the points when we should have gotten them. And we had, you know, shot ourselves in the foot a few times in the first half when we're inside that attacking 22, you know, attacking minutes inside the 22, it was probably, you know, was high. I, I pulled it. I just got, I flipped. We, we got shot in the foot too. That I told you, we talked earlier that yeah. mall did not stop. All right. So, so, so. so let's talk about a negative here. Um, not oh, negative yes. on the team, but let, let's talk about the penalty. Uh, Travis Larson, former Austin elite player. Uh, yeah. That at the end of the game, I get what is like 70, was it the 73rd minute, something like that when it happened? Uh, I'll have to mm-hmm. actually, I can go give me two seconds here. It was in, I think it was around 74th to 75th because after that, the referee just started waving his arms in the air and blowing his 70, whistle. And I was getting upset. 77th minute, 77th minute. Mm-hmm. We get a it line later. We drive. And we are, we are rolling to that, to the tri zone. Like, I mean, we were just, and Travis Absolutely. comes around from this intentionally from the side and takes down, you know, the mall completely. The ref then awards a penalty, not a penalty try, which is what it should have been. Like the, the, the yeah. momentum that we had going there was penalty try. Like it was cynical play. It was within five meters. It was attacking and, it was bullshit. <laughs> it was cl- clear as day. It was also clear as that. I could actually see that from yeah. my, <laughs> even though it was that side of the field, I could still see it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, still able to- I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I find it hard mm-hmm. to believe that there wasn't input from the AR. Um, we have no TMO, right? So there's no TMO in major league rugby, but from the AR, the fact that the AR couldn't say, you know, couldn't step in and say, are you sure that it's just that, that should have been a penalty try. Um, and it was Butch and cat on the touch. Like they've, they take their head spot and they do a lot of good, good work in Texas rugby, but I know, I don't know why they couldn't have yeah, said I, I, something maybe, about it. Mean, I don't know if they could say something about it, but I think it was, it was, it was tough to see, like just kind of going, man, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody's gotta everybody's gotta get back into the season everybody's Monday including the referees <laughs> yeah right right uh, everybody's gonna get back into it we can't and, blame it on that and, one you know, play, right 
No, of course not. But you got to feel a, a little it's, uh, it's a big short change. Yeah. You got to feel a little short change when you are rolling. I mean, I don't know what he even called. I'm not even sure if he said well, it he stopped and then we obstruction. Um, like what was I, the, I don't, I don't know. Um, we had the obstruction, the truck and trailer that, that happened at the end too. When Mason, um, Coke thought he did their cook daddy hit, he had scored a try, but it, again, it was truck and trailer. So, uh, again, it's bulletin board, bulletin board material. Those guys are going to use it for this week. What's, and now they've seen the saber cats a lot yeah. and they're coming to town and they know they've been playing well. And I think that, uh, they're going to well, use that Saturday. They, they, they played well. The, yeah. I said, we've been playing well. Sabercats didn't play well. They got their doors blown. Oh no, no. I, <laughs> I don't know anything about them other than their colors and a couple of their players. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, um, I, I, I picked my three players in the match. Um, I don't know if you, if, if you haven't had time, don't worry about it. It's just something I, I did last week. It's the, it's the Gilgroniac players of the, of the game. Obviously I had Wapa. Wapa had a hell of a match. His scrummaging was on point. He, God, he, he just a monster scored the only try for us. Uh, he was great. Connor Mooneyham again, break. I mean, just, yeah, I think he's, he's getting close to just being one of those players that you want to get the ball to every single time. You know, we kind of, right. we kind of talked about like Jeff Hassler was going to be on that wing. He's out injured. Boy, Connor has certainly stepped up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, my, my third player, third of the match, and it must've been people playing with the last name M because I actually had Mac Mason as my third player um, because when he played, played the whole match. And I just felt like, Mac at fly half got into space. That was fantastic. Like he was just mm. cutting. Like he was able to make people miss tackles. He was able to throw a fake, get, get you know, a good meters gained, break the line and played well. My one player who I can't give him my top three because he only played 18 minutes, but I want to point out a few stats here. So my man, Jake Turnbull, a uh, fan of the podcast, been on the podcast, came in 18 minutes to play. He had 68 mm -hmm. meters running <laughs> on, I believe let him loose, on, let him loose. I believe it was on, <laughs> this, is, this is tight head prop y'all, uh, 68 meters running on eight, yeah. on eight, on eight carries. Like, so he was, man. yeah, uh, he was rolling. He was uh, hungry for the pill. He, he was. was <laughs> I think it was, I want to say it was eight carries. Uh, anyway, the ball, yeah. Jay Turnbull, eight carries, 68 meters in 18 minutes. And he, and he had, uh, a, do a dominant tackle that led to a turnover <laughs> putting in the right. work my man putting in the work <laughs> impact subs there you, you have go, to man. you have to with impact subs and i'll give my one man of the match and it's got to be mo i mean the guy brings he's turning balls over he's he's getting in the rucks he's smart when he because if you're new to rugby um we have to release a tackle player when we tackle them oh. but if i don't ever tackle you and i don't ever touch you then i don't have to release you yeah right and Mo is very uh, keen on that. And he sees it's it's the David Pocock thing where David Pocock could read oh, yeah. where someone's about to fall down and he runs up right to the next to the mark and then you fall down. He falls mine. <laughs> yeah, he'd wait right. till you fell down. He and, wouldn't tap it. He'd wait till you fell down. <laughs> right. Because I don't have to I don't have to leash you if I don't touch you. There you go. And Mo has figured that out and he is getting involved and he is putting his hands on balls. He's winning rights to the ball. And um that's a big, that's a big positive game changer yep. that gets things, it gets the blood boiling. You feel good when you do stuff like that. It gets everybody excited. And so uh, that man keeps making 20 tackles a game. He's going to be tough to dethrone for me as a uh, man match. There you go. There you go. Well, that, that'll we, that's all we got for talking about last week's game. We're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with one of the stars of the game, Mr. Con
Welcome back to the show, Austin fans. Really appreciate you joining us. As we said, and Alex and I talked about, uh, you know, uh, another tough week, you know, coming so close, it just seems like it's a, it's a constant thing and it's really hard. There, there have been key moments and key players for us that have stood out in, in each one of those games. You know, San Diego, there were a couple key plays, just could have gone e- either way. Uh, Mason, Cook uh, got named, you know, the Ascension player of the match, which was great. We also had two of the guys from the squad make it to the MLR 15 uh, team of the week. And we've got one of those guys coming on to join us. He is the number one overall pick, the first draft pick twice, actually. And according to Mr. Dan Power, the only professional sports player to be drafted number one twice within the same year, Mr. Connor Mooneyham. Connor, welcome to the show, man. How's it going, Dustin? <laughs> going well, going well. So, you know, obviously it's been a, it's been a whirlwind for you for the past, you know, what, uh, we'll go back to how long has it been since the, uh, the, ML, the first ever MLR draft about nine months or so, probably. I think I forget. Yeah, when back in June, June almost so. yeah, getting, coming up on a year. So that's so c- coming up on a year. It's been a whirlwind for you. Obviously, you know it's been you go from not knowing what's going on with an MLR draft to having an MLR draft to being drafted number one by the Jackals to then the Jackals kind of uh, closing up shop for a season. And then you get drafted again by Austin. <laughs> um, kind of walk us through what that what that craziness has been like to get drafted twice. <laughs> First drafted twice. <laughs> yeah, pretty hectic. Um, June was a crazy month for me because I graduated college and then I got married and then I got drafted. So like all of those things happened within the span of three weeks. Obviously, the draft is um, the most important thing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, college. college. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, mar- oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of us that are married, we all know that that it should be and will be always the number one choice. <laughs> <laughs> when Morgan watches this podcast later, she, she, um, she'll approve. She'll know. She said, "Morgan, definitely. we know marriage is number one." We- <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we were thinking about moving to Dallas for. A few months and then uh you know we had the u-haul all packed up and ready to go and then we get the news that we're not going to be able to go up there yeah and then uh you know just a bunch of uncertainty just kind of sunk in and we didn't know it was going to happen then the mlr said that another draft was going to come started talking to the league (laughs) uh i obviously i wanted to stay in texas you know stay close to family yeah and the ags was at the top of my list so you know, everything worked out good. So yeah. What, what was kind of the, um, I, I guess, what was the draw? I mean, obviously you, you being close to Houston, your family's close to Houston. What was the draw for, you know, the, the AGs at, at that particular time? Or, and was the same kind of allure to Houston, you know, part of your, your thought process? Yeah. So no, was, I mean, Austin is a great city first off. Yes, so that was a huge attraction, <laughs> you know, yeah, huge attraction for me and my wife, um, you know, new coaching staff coming in and we really liked what they were all about, you know, Sammy and G and, you know, I liked what the squad was, you know, the squad is pretty much brand new this year. There's a lot of new faces. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, all of those things combined definitely just kind of attracted us here. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty awesome. You know, let, let's go let's go back a little bit and talk about your your career leading up to you know obviously the AGs, and we'll talk a little bit about the season. But you know, obviously, you've been playing rugby for a long time, right? Yeah, you, know, you played. You grew up in California. You know, did you you're a football player, but did you play rugby out in California, being as popular as it was out there? Or did you pick up rugby when you came to Texas? No, yeah, I started out there. Um, I was. 11 or 12 when I first started playing rugby. Yeah. And I was tiny, like <laughs> 90 pounds. I, I think I, I played scrum half like my first few years just cause I was so small and needed to learn how to pass and all that. Um, and then I moved out here to Texas when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So continued my rugby career here. And then uh, I got a scholarship to go play for life university out in Georgia. Yeah. Life University, obviously one of the top programs historically. Yeah, I mean, obviously, from, since college rugby has been around in the United States, you know, Life and Cal and, you know, Lindenwood and Arkansas State, big, big, big teams like that have done really well. What was the draw? Were there any other opportunities for you as a collegiate, as a potential collegiate player from other uh, rugby, you know, rugby heavy universities? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, I met with the Arc State coach actually in Texas. Uh, we had some burritos and we just kind of talked as about the possibility of going to Arc State. Yeah, definitely in Texas. Um, and then I was thinking about going to Penn State as well. Yeah. Got accepted there. And then, but that year was kind of the year that they burnt down the locker, not the locker room, the, uh, the clubhouse. The clubhouse and a lot, yeah, a few things were going on over there, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to go to that I forgot program. About that for, um, until you said that, I forgot that that happened. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually had a lot of friends go to Arc State, and I had a lot of friends at Life U. But ultimately, the thing that drew me to Life U was, um, you know, I flew out there, and Dan Payne kind of gave me like a personalized tour of the place and mm-hmm. told me, you know, what he could offer me and what the school would offer. So, you know that trip just made the difference. That's awesome. I, I believe you probably, I, I believe if I remember seeing some photos, right, you ended up playing against one of your current teammates who played for Arc State, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Zinzan. This was posted like last week, I believe you posted you know, kind of a throwback um, yeah. of you attempting to make the tackle on Zinzan or was it he attempting to make the tackle on you? And, and did it? No, he, he was running with the ball. So um, did you make I that tackle? Even- <laughs> honestly i have no idea what happened after that picture was taken because it was so long ago <laughs> i'm assuming i made the tackle on zoom yeah no, that's funny just because nah, yeah just because you know you want to yeah it's probably probably put him in the mud yeah i think you know? so yeah you know, t- took him down you probably ended up stealing the ball from him right off of the, you know wrecking yeah, over and jack like the ball. <laughs> but definitely <laughs> so so going through your time you know over at life you you had an opportunity and you actually went down on a mission trip down to argentina um, walk yes. us through that playing rugby with some Argentinians. I would, I would hope, and I would assume while you were down there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish <laughs> no. Um, so a mission trip was never really on the table for me growing up. Um, I never really thought about it until I was about 20. Um, a lot of things just kind of changed in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my standards and things like, you know, things that were, you know, trying to, you know, that were actually making me happy. So I decided to go on a mission. Um, and kind of what that entailed was I wasn't going to be playing rugby that whole time, which was tough for me. Yeah. And, you know, being 
down there in Argentina, you know, with the whole culture of rugby, Los Pumas and everything like that. Like, you know, it was, it was tough, definitely. But, um, no, it was, it was great. You know, some of my companions probably at the beginning probably thought I was crazy because I had so much like pent up energy because I've been playing rugby my whole life. And then to just kind of stop for two years. (laughs) Right. So I'm just like doing pull-ups in the apartment. Like, like, it's time to go to bed. (laughs) So what was that? I mean, I mean, you take two years off, you, you then come back to the sport. You know, what was, what was that like? I mean, obviously it had to been, you know, the sport changes so fast and obviously every year it gets faster and faster and bigger and stronger. What was the, the two-year hiatus when you came back to, to life again? Um, walk us through what that was like. Uh, tell us kind of how, how you felt, what it, what it felt that first yeah. time back out on the pitch. One thing that I really noticed um, was the culture was a lot different in the locker room. When yeah. I first got to Life University as a freshman, you know, and a sophomore, we're still kind of talking football culture in the locker room. Like the guys are pretty fresh to the game. A lot of guys had only been playing for a couple of years. And then when I got back, you know, I'm in the locker room with all these new freshmen incoming guys that had known the game and had been playing it since they were little, which is definitely a different thing here in America, but it's great for the sport. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of new and that was cool. And then, um, just on the pitch. Uh, I actually ended up breaking my hand <laughs> my second week back. Okay. And it seems to kind of be a trend in the league right now. You know, you take some time off and like, just like those extremities get hurt. It's, it's around the but, league. Uh, There's some, yeah, we have a few injuries that we, I mean, you can look at the team sheets, you know, that people are missing. And so it's like, Oh, okay. Injuries here. And you look at all the teams around the league and there's injuries everywhere. <laughs> and especially in like their hands too. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a weird trend. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I broke my hand and then like I noticed that a lot of guys are hurting their hands coming back from a long break. So I don't know if that has anything that's to do with it. An interesting analysis to look at. Some some, yeah. somebody, some no doctor idea. needs to dive into that. That's not exactly. what we're not going to. So that's for <laughs> definitely not. I don't know enough about it. But um yeah, I broke my hand. Um and then I came back a few weeks later and just kind of we just kind of got right into it and that team was really good. We ended yeah. up winning the national championship that year. So, well, you have not one, but two national championships under your belt. If, if I'm read, if I remember correctly, so you know, to win two national championships says a lot about the quality of play, you know, for yourself and also your team, you played with quite a few players that are probably in MLR right now. Um, and I, I don't, did you actually, did you and Michael play together the wall? We played against each other. Played so he played. Oh, he played. He, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He played at Lindenwood. We I, played. We I played with each other for the All Americans. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, One of the. I, I should have known. See, Michael's gonna get mad at me now that it said that he went and played his <laughs> life when he played at Lindenwood with with Wes and with Christian <laughs> Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's it, it's it's interesting. Now, did you did you perceive like at the end of your college career, had you pursued other routes outside of MLR? Did you look at going to play potentially over in Europe or anything or, um, or even obviously being a life, you know, the 404 Academy that was there, you know, Atlanta was, is kicked off last year. Was that something that was an interest to you as well? Just to stick in Atlanta or did you want to come back home to Texas? Uh, my wife and I knew that we kind of wanted to move back out to Texas just because we wanted to be closer to family. Um, because I mean, both of our families are pretty spread out 
I have a lot of family still in California. I have family here in Texas, some in Utah. She has family in North Carolina. So it was kind of like trying to be in a central location where everybody could, could get together at some point. Yeah. And we love Texas, you know, it's awesome. It's Texas. Rightfully so. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody um, says why. And I said, because it's Texas. I like just, that, that, that yeah. film, that's just the, that's just the reason you have to give that you don't have to say anything else to it. <laughs> yeah. Texas is awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? So I had a job, uh, coming out of college, I was working for a company called four up a golf, uh, golf software company out in Utah, but I was working remotely. Um, so that was an option just to continue working for them. Yeah. Um, and then I got a, a different job, started working for a company called datum sure startup company i actually still work for them right we're now. okay we, we we're allowed to plug other other things on this show we don't we're not we don't have, we don't fight against it <laughs> so you, yeah, yeah so that's that's something kind of unique like you're you're in a lucky position where you have kind of a we'll call it part-time job that you're with with your current with your company that you're working with right now but you but who's also letting you be a professional athlete at the same time um that's a pretty unique situation yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the support system that I have from them, the CEO is actually, uh, going to be at this game on Saturday, Ooh, the Texas nice. cup. So yeah. Exciting. So, so they are, are they a Texas based company? Yes. Ah, see that helps. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, you know, you're within a couple hour drive of wherever, if you needed to be. <laughs> and then right. of course in, in the off season, you're not the only one, you know, he, you know, the other guys on the team, we know that, uh, that there's a, there's a Biltong, uh, company started by a couple guys on the team as, uh, <laughs> with, with Robbie and Michael, like looking to expand that. That's exciting. Uh, Hugh Roach has got his thing going on. You know, I know, I know Mo's talking about doing some stuff. So it's good to hear that guys on the, on the team are wanting to expand and start other businesses or again, eventually will be life after rugby, right? Cause can't play yeah. can't play forever i mean you can it's just really hard once you get to be my age and, and older so <laughs> but yeah so i, I mean let, let's let's talk a bit about you know the past couple of weeks you know, obviously new start of the season we're we're lucky enough here in texas that we do have fans in the stands uh you had a, a big match on you know on the well, it was always the 20 opening to opening day match what the day that was the 21st i believe the 20th 20th that's right um yeah paul paul oakenfold really close game with, with utah came down to the wire and then again another one with san diego came down to the wire um kind of walk us through what it's been like the first two weeks and you know what's what the mindset is of the players right now yeah obviously it's tough to lose like that you know by three points or less twice it's uh <laughs> back to back twice weeks, yeah Right. Um, but I mean, as you could see from Sunday's game, we're definitely improving and the boys are definitely meshing together a lot better. Um, you know, the locker room experience is great. Everybody gets along really well. The culture is good. So I think yeah. that that has a lot to, you know, to contribute to it. Yeah. I think it's really good. I mean, you, you this past week, you were part of the, um, you know, the MLR fifth, you know, top 15. So team of the week at, at, at wing, you know, but over the past two games, you've played all 80 minutes. You're the only, you're the only wing to do that. Um, you're one of the few players to play. Actually, I think you are the only player to play all 160 minutes over 
I think actually no, Sebastian played and Will McGee played, I think are the other two. So you and Sebastian and Will are the only ones to play all 80 minutes in both matches. Uh, and then also kind of going like what you've been, when you're getting the ball in open field, you're kind of, you've got good space, 164 meters on 12 carries. Uh, and that what is that 13 meters a carry and 11 into contact and basically breaking tackles left and right, man. Uh, what, what do you attribute that to and kind of the success that you've had so far near the beginning of the season? No tries, but I think this week we, we have one coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, I, got, I got faith <laughs> or, or try assist. We'll, we'll give you try assist about that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's honestly coming from the boys just setting me up on the outside. Like they're seeing the space and they're giving me the good, the good ball. So all I have to do is run straight <laughs> for the most part. A <laughs> like couple side steps here and there, right? You got to make sure you get a little, little Every once here in a while. Yeah. tackle break. You know, that, that's, it's, it's interesting to see the style of play. It feels like the style is a bit more open, free flowing. Uh, I think last week I mentioned, you know, Mac Mason, you know, really, I like the way that he controlled the match. I know we're kind of working with things with people being out with injuries. I said, you know, Zinni at fullback right now, the hand injury, as you said, <laughs> um, and then, you know, will slotting in there, it, you know, the other you play 11, right now do you have ambitions to play you know i know in, in your past you're labeled as a wing slash center do you feel as though 11 you know the wing is your spot or you know you slot in at 13 or 12 and need be um i'm probably best at you know playing back three yeah so you know wing fullback that's probably where i'm most comfortable as well so if needed, I'll play center. Definitely. <laughs> I'll play wherever, you know, I think that's the mentality of anybody right it's now. Scrum because, have you know, to, right? A lot of go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Flanker. Yeah. Whatever. Put me in the pack. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. <laughs> I'll, I I'll, do that. We'll let Wapa know that next, next time we talk to him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We've already seen what the backs can do when they're put in the scrums and it's not pretty. So <laughs> it's not too bad. Not, not terrible. So. Well, I, so that, you know, obviously this week coming up is a big week, a lot of good things going on. Um, you know, uh, the environment around the matches are exciting. The fans in the stands are, is exciting, but this week's a little bit different, right? You know, Texas cup, like we are the holders of the cup. You're playing against what I'd probably consider what would be your hometown team or the closest thing to a hometown team since it wasn't really a team when you we were there. Um, but, you know, going into the week, what are we what are some things that you know, obviously you can't give away anything and note that this does come out on Friday on audio and Saturday on video. So po people may or may not be able to listen to it ahead of time. What are some things that you and the team are kind of looking forward to, you know, coming up this week against Houston? We're looking to build on last week um, for starters, just because every week we've we've gotten better and uh, we're looking to build on our line speed and our pressure on defense and our connections. And um, yeah, we're kind of, you know, we're expecting it to be a big game just because it is the Texas Cup and Houston is so close that, you know, their fans will probably make the drive up here. Oh, so it's sure. going to be kind of a different different atmosphere than what we're used to at home. But yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. We're excited more than anything. You were, you were talking about, you know, um, kind of second, like making those right connections. One of the things we've noticed in the past couple of weeks and in the preseason has been, you know, I mentioned a couple of weeks back on the show, I, I felt as though 
the passes seem to be, you know, one to two meters away from the space that you were supposed to be in, or you were, people were not you in particular, but like players were a meter or two away from the space that the pass was. Do you feel as though that you know, that is the, the connection that was missing there? Do you feel as though because you guys are now playing more and more together, getting more and more used to how, you know, the, uh, what the style of each other's passes are going to be, that those connections are starting to click a little bit better, that you're finding the right ball in the right space, you know, to get, you know, kind of downward downhill running going on. Yeah. I think it all comes down to knowing your roles. And I think the guys are, are starting to nail their roles more. And when they're more confident in that, then everything else just starts to click more. Nice. Well, Connor, we, we were kind of wrapping up here and wanted to give you the opportunity to say hello to friends, family, loved ones, um, you know, pitch another business you may want to work for anything in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, just, just really anything. We, we always give everybody a bit of time to, to just say, Hey, to people that may be listening or watching, we'll obviously get this out through all social media and promote that that way. But I'll, I'll leave it up to you now. Yeah. I just want to say uh, what's up to my family and all the homies that are going to be watching this at all some point. Homies. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, to my wife, I didn't mess up by uh, saying the draft was the number one thing that was going on what because player? our marriage was definitely more Wait, important. I was, I was challenging you on that one too. She, she asked me to do that. <laughs> no, she did. I know. I know. She <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's, that's good. And, um, you know, we, we look forward to the match on, on Saturday. Uh, do, do you have anything, do you know of anything else going on? I'll, I'll let you uh, as the, as the resident AG, you know, what are some big things that are going on in the match on Saturday or pre pre match festivities? A band again? Oh yeah, I th I th right. I think we have another concert going uh, at five forty five. I believe that's starting. Sounds about right. Um, and then I'm not too sure actually. Oh man, that. tickets tickets still on sale. You can go to agrugby.com. Uh, get your there you go. Texas, there you go. It's, it's Texas Cup week. There's a you know a lot of two dollar beers. I think is is happening again. Uh, come on. Yes, that's Big the best promotion. Best best deal in town right there. Go get your Carbach. Uh, it is the I think they call it the Texas Cup, but it's sponsored by Carbach. So I'm wondering if it's just going to be called the Carbach Cup now. And that that's that's kind of my thought. I don't know. Big armadillo in the middle of it. I think. <laughs> <So. laughs> well, Connor, we appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your day and uh, a work day today. I see. I see. So, uh, but taking the time out of the day to come on and chat with us, we really appreciate what you've been doing with the team. You know, obviously, you know, we wish you nothing but the best to keep up the good work and to continue on and. You know, I guess see this path that a lot of younger athletes can can look at. A lot of younger rugby players can say, you know, I'm, I play in high school. I can go play in college and go play MLR and get drafted number one. Like you know, you're, you'll go down in the record book as the number one ever draft for MLR rugby. That's it's a pretty cool thing for people to look up and say, oh great, oh and he's starting the first two matches of the season and doing well. So. Um, hopefully you can be a uh, kind of a guiding guiding light and a guiding star for some of these younger players that are just getting into the, the, the game that we all love. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, appreciate you coming on. Connor Mooningham, everybody. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate it.
podcast today. What a great guy. Good kid. Really like Connor. So that was good stuff. Um, obviously, this week is the Texas Cup, the Carbach Cup, since it's sponsored by Carbach now. So it's the Carbach Cup and Cup with a K. As well. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, Houston Sabercats uh, coming into town. Uh, they just got destroyed by the Free Jacks last week. Put up a big old goose egg. Um, how do you, how after do you beating of, the Sea Wolves, that's weird. Yeah, it's just really strange. They beat the Sea Wolves. They did really well. Um, uh, and I'm kind of excited for us because we've got the number two defense in the league right now. Like we've only given up. Mm. You know, you talk about all these other matches that have been playing. Um, we're only giving up uh, like four tries every every or one try every forty minutes. Like that's a pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid defense right there. Um, yeah. You know, again, second overall defense. We're not giving up a whole lot of points. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen. I don't think the preseason match is anything to take away from this game. You know, as you know, preseason is preseason. But um, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the match. What about you? Definitely looking forward to it. Um, I'm hoping Grant Cole, those guys make it in this weekend. Texas Rugby Monthly. Um, shameless plug. But <laughs> shameless plug. Gotta love those guys, right? And uh, Who's on that show? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. It might be another third, Marine that I haven't known. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but they're um, they're going to come in. They're they're going to feel positive about what they've been able to do in preseason. But yeah. like you said, you can't really base anything on preseason. And um, they're going to be hungry for their first win, the AGs, you know, and I don't think the Sabercats are going to be embarrassed enough to and, and uh, come in here and do anything about in. it. We're the current holders, so it's going to be – it's, you know, stat wise, you know, we're, we're actually pretty even on stats. There's a lot of, you know, we're both like 53, 54% territory, you know, uh, we both, uh, about the same on possession as well. Um, we right. don't attacking wise, not the most, not the strongest attacking teams recently because we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, so that's going to be kind of interesting. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a good old Texas shootout. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like I was saying, the, the, that quick, that quick ball stat, from yeah. earlier, the 63%. If we can match that or make it even better, um, that pace will play a come. And um, it's going to require the Fords to either roll out or run through and let the ball go behind to our 5'8". Um, but as that quick ball gets faster, um, you're going to see more width. Yeah. And it's still early in the season. So hopefully those first two games got the rust off the hands and we start dropping the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I, we can score some points. I agree. I think the you know things we got to look out for. Um, Houston's Houston scrummaging has been really good. You know they they win about ninety four percent of their scrums for their own scrums versus our eighty one. Um, so that's a big thing that we need to keep in mind. But we also perform better in the lineout. Um, I think overall, there Houston has been missing some key players recently. Of course, as we have too. So the vet Roos, like it's he's been out hurt. So, um, don't know mm -hmm. if he'll be back. Don't know who's going to be back for us. Um, I, I hear whispers that some players are going to be back this week and some players are going to be back, you know, after week four. Uh, so that'll be, uh, again, it's a long season, 16 games, long, long way to go. Like, and you look at the tables, you know, we're, we're sitting there, you know, <laughs> we're sitting there, not, you know, we're, we're above Houston right now. So that's good. Um, right. <laughs> I wait, no, no, we're not. Sorry. I know we're I, not. I, we I, have three I, points. I think they have four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I messed that up. So we, they've got four, we've got three. So, um, but yeah, so that's, it's going to be close. I, I think that, you know, they're coming into our house. So I think it's going to be a big old show. They're going to have a, a lot of fans and I think we're going to, we're going to pull off the win. Yeah. The environment's been great. Um, if you don't have 
um, someone that you can bring that knows rugby, bring someone that doesn't know anything about it. We've been doing our best to explain it. Uh, the Go Gronies have actually been putting out um, sponsored ads on my Instagram yeah, I know. with I the sideline announcer. <laughs> right, they're trying to explain the game to me. It's in, like inundated, inundated. <laughs> right, it, but it's it's what it needs. <laughs> And so you are seeing the, a great amount of effort from the marketing team there for the AGs um, to explain the, the newness of it all, the novelty of the sport to yep. new fans. And uh, we have to keep doing that. So keep bringing people. We're looking forward to seeing you out there when you can get out there. Are you going to be there this weekend? Well, it's going to be a game time decision. Game time decision. Right to that. Right. <laughs> well, well uh, everybody's looking forward to seeing you, man. I know that. I know. I know. I, and, uh, I, I am looking forward to it as well. I'm looking forward to it as well. I bet. So. Hey, Bradley, the world car box. Pre- 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 yeah, I know, right? Appreciate you coming on. Uh, for those of you Definitely, man. listening, if you want to watch us, don't forget to follow our YouTube channel. That's always a good place to go and watch our pretty faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and these are pretty faces. They're really pretty. Uh, <laughs> Try. Yeah, try. we try. If you're watching us on YouTube, follow us on all your social, on your uh, podcast channels, wherever it may be on Instagram. You can follow us, Austin Rugby Supporters. Facebook is the same way. That's Bradley Yandel. Thanks for joining us again, man. Appreciate it. Always, always a pleasure to be on. I'm Dustin Zare. Until next time, we'll see you on the pitch.